Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Steve Dan. What are you, some kind of freak? What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan from RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, I encourage you to go to DJLittleRock.com. Check availability. Get your free price quote. Currently, the date is Thursday, May 16th, 2019. And tonight, if you're listening to this right away, as I'm putting this up in the afternoon of the same date, I have the Video Dance Party Karaoke Jam theme Thursday at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. I encourage you to come out. They got a full bar, free pool on the pool tables, and the kitchen is open. Jersey Girl Pizza. Theme Thursdays at the Rab, Conway, Arkansas, Video Dance Party, Karaoke Jam. The theme tonight's going to be the music of 2000 to 2009. Now, you don't necessarily have to sing the music from 2000 to 2009, but it doesn't hoit. No, not even a little bit. You can sing pretty much whatever you want, but the background music will probably be of all that time period. And tomorrow night, that is Friday, Friday. May 17th, I'll be once again at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Come on out, video dance party, karaoke jam. Pool tables will be occupied by a pool tournament. So get out, become a part of the pool tournament, make some money on a Friday night. You can talk to the fine folks over there. Full bar and the kitchen is open. And from what I understand, they're still doing it about 11 o'clock. In the PM, they start their breakfast. So you can have some breakfast at the Rab until about one in the AM. Yeah, <laughs> having some breakfast at a bar. Yeah, let's do it. At the Rab, Conway, Arkansas, Friday night. And then Saturday, Saturday, I got a wedding at Rim Shoals Resort. I have a wedding, and I'm so excited about that. Weddings are the best. We're right in Wedding season. Ah, yeah, looking forward to it. Getting all the way up to Rim Shoals. That's like almost Missouri. (laughs) Up there in the top of Arkansas. Dig it. All right, party people. Today on the program, oh yeah, it's Greg McEwen of the McEwen Band. Looking forward to speaking to Greg. So excited. So excited. Now, when he I asked him to be on the podcast, and it's been some time coming. We finally got our schedules together. Uh, I know he lives like somewhere around Hot Springs, pretty far south, and I live in Conway, Arkansas. So I, I figured, yeah, we'll, we'll meet in the middle. I'm portable. We can do our thing anywhere, pretty much. And he said, "Why don't you come meet me at the Little Rock National Airport? That's Bill and Hillary Clinton's airport." And I said. Okay, you know, being a traveling musician, he's probably pretty comfortable hanging out in the airport. So I'm game. Let's go to the airport. (laughs) Let's go meet up with Greg McEwen right about now.
yeah, it's the Zoom Pro. Wait, H4N Pro, and it it it's like a studio in a box. You can you can plug in your. It's got a preamp in it, so it makes it sound like I'm in a studio. Really wow. nice, yeah. Um, so I yeah, I'm very happy with this machine. I, I was, I did some off my phone, and that sounds okay, but this you could plug in instruments a microphone and maybe a guitar and, and you know musicians use this stuff huh. all the time and i figured it was good enough for them it was good enough for me so i just plug in my little lavaliers and uh and away we go greg McEwen. Mm. am i pronouncing that properly yes <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're hanging out at little rock airport doing our thing uh when I asked Greg McEwen to do this podcast, he, I, I let him choose the place, and he said, wow, he'd come all the way to Conway, and I said, man, let's meet halfway in the middle, because I don't even know exactly where you live, but you got to be living, like, further south yeah. than here, like Hot Springs, maybe? Uh, like 30 miles southwest of Hot Springs. Southwest of Hot Springs, so even further. The farm, the, like, the crotch of Arkansas. Yeah. So you make your way to, to the Little Rock Airport a lot? You're a touring we're, musician? Uh, I'm, we're everywhere. Everywhere. We're I like everywhere. omnipresence. Yeah. I like that in a musician. Yeah. We're just everywhere. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> just everywhere. I mean, uh, I have to I have to ask somebody who's... I usually have somebody with me, and I have to ask them, where are we at? Where am I at? <laughs> what's, t- what's, what's today? You ever get that, uh, hello, where am I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to say the wrong city. No, I've done that before. Yeah. yeah. I was in Marion, and I kept saying West Memphis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they weren't happy. I believe Marion's like, that's way north of... of it was right next door. It was the next... Yeah. It's the next... Uh, Is it okay. Yeah. The next yeah. exit. And I, and I was at the Marion prom saying, hey, Marion, uh, we're hanging out here in Marion, West Memphis. And they were, no, not West Memphis. <laughs> so I'll never be invited to that prom again, I, I, I guess. Then I won't make that, make that mistake again. So well, that's, well, two birds with one stone. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happens, man. When you, when you go around enough. It yeah, happens. we're just, and that's that's just it. I mean, we're we're on the go again. It's this this record's coming, and, and this other the, the shows are already coming in. There's already like twenty something dates set, and there's another twenty or thirty coming. I uh, just you know the so you got a record coming out. Yeah, the record is, is within. We're within probably sixty days. Well, we'll definitely get into that. Yeah, let's uh, let's go with the beginnings of Greg McEwen. Oh, Where were you born, man? Um, Searcy, Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, in nineteen seventy-five, December thirty-first, nineteen seventy. Still a whippersnapper. Yeah, youngin. Dad said. Um, Dad said he told mom in the delivery room. He said, "If you don't get him here before New Year's, you're gonna have to hang on to him for a while." Because he wanted to claim in taxes. Right. Taxes. Yeah. <laughs> business. Dad was always thinking business. So, Dad, um, what, what did he do? Businessman. Uh, uh, he was. He was a minister. He. He. he you know, preached as far as I can remember. Uh, preacher. I mean, yeah. Just uh, son of a ministry. preacher man. Just, that's. That's it. I've heard that song before. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And the wife listened to that and she goes, April goes, huh, there's some truth in that one. <laughs> truth. Yeah. <laughs> but she, um, and then we just, no, I grew up traveling and, and we moved every two or three years because dad would, uh, we'd have to move every, every two or three years. And um, uh, dad would take another church or something. I always say I was born in the South, but I've been cultured since. <laughs> you know? Uh, but we, um, 
Mom and Dad spent a lot of time out on the West Coast. Uh, Dad used to work, uh, when he was young, he used to work in the vineyards. Okay, so when he was young, yeah, yeah. yeah tell me about the beginnings of Dad. He, he, was, uh, he was a musician through and through. He played rock music. He had a rock band, and, and then he got into But that's the, the devil's music, sir. I, well, apparently it was. And then God got a hold of him, I guess, according to his family. Or his, you know, parents, and and he got his life together, or whatever, you know, all that, all that whole uh, idea of what it what defines if you have your life together or not, right? Uh, you know, that will change depending on what day of the week it is. So, you know. so he's a minister before you were born. He was a minister before I was even born. He had fifty fifty two. He when he died, they were it was fifty two years. He had been preaching fifty two years when he died. Wow. And him and my mom had been married like 53 years or something like that. So what did mama do? Mom uh, was just a homemaker. And and she... I, I, I don't like that word, just. I've been having a problem with it well, over the last uh, last was, month that, or so. That would how she would describe herself. She is yeah. a homemaker. So she is she, a housewife. She, she is a mother. Well, of course, she might not always... She might want to use the just a homemaker depending yeah. on how I turned out. Okay. You see what I mean? All right. So it's a qualifier. Yeah. Maybe it's a. Maybe it's a. Well, that was my son when he lived at home. <laughs> no. No. My parents. My parents have. They loved me and supported me no matter sure. what they did. No matter, no matter what I was. If I was on their. You know. If I was on their good list or bad list or if Santa brought me toys or not. Okay. You know. but, so um, so did, were you more on the naughty or more on the nice? Yes. Okay. All right. That's a, a very so, evasive yeah. answer, but yes. okay, I'll take I, it. I don't. I, I just. I wanted. To, I just wanted to embrace freedom. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be free. Sure. And if if they were teaching me all my life that Jesus is the way to freedom. Sure. Well, if I accept Him, how can you continue to put me in captivity if I'm not? Then then everything He's everything you're teaching me is either not real or it's been misinterpreted. Because well, from what I understand, Jesus did a lot of walking too, man. Sure, yeah, he did. So he didn't stay in one place. No, I mean, and I don't. Uh, I can stand to stay. The only time I like to stay in one place is when I'm sitting down with my wife and kids in my recliner watching a movie. Nice. And that's the time. That's our time, you know. And and nothing can touch me there. That's like my sanctuary. That's my favorite place to be. Is is I love I love being on stage. I love the music. I love all, but. I love being in that living room with my kids watching, even if it's a movie they've picked. Even well, if it's, you know, I see you brought an entourage. Uh, Introduce the the, the, yeah, I've got, the two smiling faces I've got I got here. Steph, Steph, she's here with me. She is uh, one of my assistants. She's been with me probably the longest of anybody that helps me out and and, and wipes my butt and that kind of stuff. You know. All right, all right. And, uh, or that'll that'll come in handy sure. later in life tells too. Me yeah. It's time to get up or make sure I eat. Keeps me eating. Keeps me perfect. You know, dressed and whatever. And Brooklyn, that's my daughter. That's my princess. She's. 14 going on 25 and I got uh, one of those yeah she's a dance superstar she's a she's the next generation and usually in the same position you know on the phone yeah 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 exactly yeah (laughs) yeah you know if she's not in that position right there looking or what something's wrong something's wrong are you feeling okay do you need something to eat parents that's how you that that's fathers that's how you know something's wrong with your daughter if they're not on their phone something's wrong oh (laughs) I, I, I miss going outside and riding bikes. I do. Oh, I, I miss. I'm always trying to get them to go. They they went outside right after we moved in. We just moved into a, a newer house. Okay. 
and uh, we were like, let's go outside and hang out and relax. Yeah. So her and her mama, they go outside. Me and the, my littlest one, Clark, he's eight. We're, we're throwing the, the football back and forth a little bit, just trying sure. to enjoy the outside. And I look over, they're on the porch swing on their phones. Okay. Outside. At least they're outside. At least they're outside. Hey, they're getting some fresh so, air. So we got it, you know, got it started. But it, I don't know. Family's always been rooted deep, and it started with dad, started with mom. Sure. Started with the music thing, and dad. dad well, we can played. go back a little further. Yeah. We can go back to to grade school and and, uh, and find out where the beginnings of Greg McEwen were. Uh, it had to be had Cersei, to be high, Cersei, Yeah, I'm guessing. Had to be kindergarten. I was six years old. And, and what was your first and, taste? Um, I, uh, there was a, um, a music teacher, and I can't even remember her name. Right. That there was a music teacher, and she, instead of teaching us the shakers and the, the spoons and the kid know, instruments the, 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 the that you see on Jimmy that, Fallon now. Right, right. <laughs> that they're all popular now. Yeah. She brought a, she brought a, a, a beautiful acoustic guitar in. Come on. And she started playing kind of a classical type. Yeah. And I just, I was just in awe. I was like, I could sit here and there's nothing else going on in life. I could sit here and listen to that right now, just for the rest of my life. For sure. And, and it was beautiful. Sure. So that's where, and I come home and I, and it didn't really register. I come home, <clears throat> told dad, I said, I want a guitar. And then right. dad goes in the closet and brings out two or three guitars. I he had some. I didn't even know he had some. Yeah, I have three guitars. I have no around. idea how to play. <laughs> I have an acoustic Esteban. My oh, grandma bought it for me. I don't know how to play it. Well, April, the wife's always telling me, she's like, you know, you could go sell uh, two or 12 of those guitars sure. and, you know, have money to go do something else or buy something. But, but each one of them has a sentimental attachment. You know, right. a couple of them belong to dad and a couple of them belong to, you know, my, my grandfather had, it was one of his. And this is pretty insightful. Did dad, dad played, you said? He played guitar, played piano, played drums, played everything I played. And was he playing while, when you were first born? Or was he, he was, ministering and he playing? Was, no, by the time I was born, mm -hmm. now when my brother was born, my brother's 14 years older than me. Okay. So I was either an accident or an affair. All right. <laughs> See, if they were alive right now, they'd be killing me. I believe it. But uh, but the, the thing is, he, Daddy was had a kind of a rock and roll kind of band going, Johnny Cash type stuff. And okay. Then, then him and Mom got married. Mama said, no. You no, think, no. You're gonna have to straighten arrow it, you know, because that was the devil's music. And, yeah, and um, obviously, played, obviously, <laughs> he played. Uh, then he locked into playing southern gospel with some blues and all. So I grew up listening to, of course, Daddy at late at night. I can still remember, even at my youngest age, I can remember Daddy staying up late at night. I can still hear him playing. Just, just some Johnny Cash. Just playing some, something a little, something little, a little and bluesy and a little. Where he's not supposed to be playing that. Right. It was like really. According to mom. Yeah. Okay. And um, he, uh, but you know, little things like that that really stood out. And I thought, sure. like, why is he like? And the reason why I brought up the vineyard thing, you know, earlier is because he was so worried that somebody would find out that when he was younger he worked in the vineyards because in religion, you know, wine is, your drinking's bad. And that Jesus drank. Sure he did. Come uh, on, man. I believe he even got a little bit intoxicated. Yeah. So he, I believe it He said set that Greek, party off, man. Uh, yeah, Let me turn much. that water to wine. Ex exactly. Okay. And, uh, and they were already drunk when he turned the water into wine. Right. Because the king said, Because they drank the all their wine already. Asked. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just that kind of stuff. People, okay. people don't think past... 
Well, they interpret the way yeah. they want to. Pretty much. You know, yeah. uh, I'm from I'm in Faulkner County, which is a dry county, mm-hmm. and it, every year it seems like the ballot is always on. Uh, hey, let's let's make this a wet county. Let's go ahead and let them drink, since there's so many bars anyway. Uh, every Mexican restaurant, every restaurant has a liquor license, oh, and I since see. we're in a notch in the Bible Belt, you yeah, know, no, they they always vote no. Weird, weird. I've never understood that thinking, which I guess. I mean, to each their own. You right. Know? I mean, freedom is, I want my freedom. Right. So I want them to have their freedom. But I just, but I want to be left alone with my freedom, too. Right. You know? but, That's a um, very libertarian uh, sure, attitude. I just don't want to, I'm not, just because, you know, Jesus said, come as you are. He didn't sure. say, get get your stuff together and then, then come on. Right. <clears throat> so there's a difference between acceptance and approval. Okay. I don't have to approve of anything anybody does, but I do have to accept that person. Correct. Because he taught, come as you are. So that's where a lot of people, I think, in the religious sense, miss it. Sure. And they're like, well, we don't want certain types of people, or we don't want, you know, they'll 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 preach all day against homosexuality or drunkards or all this, but uh, gluttony, no, never heard of that one. You right. Know, <laughs> right. You know, or come down on somebody for smoking or doing this, but then they're digging their grave with a fork. You know, nobody wants to talk about this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, it's 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 issues of of, but the the, the ultimate thing is that individual has the freedom to smoke themselves to death. Correct. That individual has the freedom to drink themselves to death. Correct. And we are required to love them. It says, oh no, oh oh no, man, nothing but to love them. Yeah. That doesn't mean I got to like them or sure. like what they do. Sure. But I do have to love them to let them have their freedom. That's kind of a Roy Rogers attitude. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's, and when, when you, when we meet people or all through life, I've got to experience people, different kinds of people. Um, when my first real taste of the world right. was a, a culture shock. Okay. I mean, it was like. I remember one time, the first time. Well, I being ever, from Cersei, Cersei's kind of small. It was, and, and it was, it was pretty tight knit. Same kind of people, and we actually, everybody you meet's pretty <clears> much the same. We were actually back and forth from Cersei to Rosebud. Yeah, uh, even more so, so. Even more, even yeah. more isolated. Nah, I did a party in Rosebud, yeah. and all two hundred people were there. <laughs> right, you know, and they yeah. said, "Hey, this is the best party we ever had." <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, everybody Maybe was the here. The only party you ever had. And they, they, yeah, they all knew each other. <laughs> yeah, well, see, and that's. But it, it's that kind of thing. It was I was so, and my parents were so worried about losing me, you know, sure. that they they didn't realize that what was required of of keeping me was let if I'm going to fail or if I'm going to fall, it's better to let me fall when they can catch me or pick me up. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I'd rather my kids make their biggest mistakes when they're at home. So when you say you were breaking out, you were trying to break out of this small town. I was. You were just trying to get out and see the world. Okay. And and trying to. So so growing up in Cersei, uh, pretty popular kid. Mm, Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I we we were there three, three or four years, and we moved on. You know, we moved we moved to a different. Dad would would take like a different church. Okay. We'd move um, to a different city and sometimes a different state. I mean, we oh, lived, so you didn't stay in we Cersei didn't just the whole stay time? In Cersei. No, I mean, we were there. I think, uh, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> toward the end of first grade, uh, we moved. We packed up, and moved to Russellville because my mother's dad was terminally ill. Oh, and back then, you didn't. Your parents didn't go to jail if you didn't go to school. You know. Sure. So they just pulled me out of school 
I missed the last three months of school. Well, they didn't advance me to the first grade or the second grade, so I was held back in the first grade. Oh no! Yeah, so here I am. Here and I already because my birthday was late. I already started kindergarten at six years old, going on seven. So here I am, like eight, nine years old, going into the first and second grade. Yeah, that could work two ways. You could be the the big kid in class. Right, but for me, it was kind of like, now I feel even more of an oddball or an outsider or or I'm not fitting in or this is is this how my whole life's going to be. And then fifth grade, it happened again. In fifth grade, we moved from Arkansas to Alabama. Oh, And I was in a private Christian school uh, up around Springdale. And this is all for your dad's ministry. It's all for my dad's ministry. Got kind of like a kind of like a military kid. You're a ministry kid, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so we ended up moving from Springdale to to um, uh, Ufaul, Alabama. Ufaul, Alabama. And, uh, that Ufaul, sounds teeny Alabama. tiny. It, it's kind of tiny. They're known for the uh, bass capital of the world, kind of you know, bass capital. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. All right. Keep the B on there. And uh, <laughs> but they they um, it was a beautiful place. But then okay. they said that uh, Arkansas's scholastic standards were not up to Alabama's, and I had straight A's, and, all that, and they wouldn't pass me on. The Wait, so day. Alabama is better than Arkansas <clears throat> that scholastically? Their, that's what they I said. guess at the time, maybe. At the time, maybe. I sure. don't know. And so they held me back again. So here I am, you know, by the time I meet my wife, I'm in the 10th grade and 18 years old. Yeah, you're a giant. And so, yeah, <laughs> so I drop out, got my GED, and gotcha. started life, got married, and yeah, that and, seems like the way to do it. You know, and I've had, I've been successful, and, yeah. and you know, we've been. So were you were you playing instruments in, in oh school? Yeah. Oh yeah. And you were part of the band, maybe in, in um, school. I played in, uh, played the snare a little bit. S- snare, and, okay. Uh, I tried he made to, the snare uh, uh, hand gesture some, too. Yeah. He has and, to he has to work brum, it. <laughs> yeah, I tried to try to make it look cool, you know. At the same time, but I didn't. Uh, I tried playing the saxophone. I just couldn't get it. I tried the um, yeah. anything with strings on it. Right. I can usually pick it out. Gotcha. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a master at it. Huh? Or great, but I usually like the piano. I never really took a lesson or anything. I just, I just. Mom played the piano, and she always did piano lessons. Right. But I never got a lesson from her. Man, pianos. Yeah, pianos like everything. It's from everything. What I understand. It's everything. I have one. And don't know how to play it. Well, I didn't know. My, I my could, thirteen-year-old daughter knows how to play it. So really, she's good. Yeah. Well, I didn't know I could play it either. I just sit down and. Yeah. Figured it out. It just happened, man. It just so you can play piano. Oh yeah. Come that's, on. That's my that's my primary instrument. My any any other extracurriculars when you were in school? Um. Did you play sports or? I played. Yeah, I played basketball. Not not. I didn't take it really serious. Sure. I just enjoyed playing sports. Okay. I really could have cared less if we won or yeah. if we lost. I just enjoyed playing. It's kind of like I'm an I'm an '80s video game nerd. Okay? Of course. So. My friends would all be, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to beat you. And yeah. I was like, I'm just happy to be able to play. What was your you game know? of choice? Do you have a... Oh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Mike... T- <laughs> Put him away. It was my absolute favorite. <laughs> Uppercut. Still is, still is one of my favorites of all time. I think I just got it for the PS4, maybe? Really? Or, or Yeah. I, I think I have it. Yeah, and they're all. re-releasing all that stuff. But yeah, I've, Namco, I've all that a, stuff is I've out there. Got a, um, I've still got the original Nintendo. I've, Come still on. Got, I've got 300 plus gray cartridge games. All right, I was the Atari 2600 guy. I had got 40 a, of those. I've got a 2600. I've still I still play ET. Even you stop. Says it's no, no, Defender was wasted many Saturdays. Defender, playing yeah, that's good. One. Then Defender Two was good too. I that's didn't sick. play that one. No, yeah. I, my dad was an electronics guy, or my stepdad was an electronics 
guy, so he was able to copy all the chips. So all I had to do was trade the chips oh, wow. on the uh, Atari. And oh, I had wow. 40 games, so all the kids were at my house right. playing games. See, I didn't even own, we didn't even own a, I'll put it to you this way, we didn't even own a VHS sure. until 1990. Okay, when did you graduate high school? Uh, I dropped out in or, 1996. 96, you're 18 <clears throat> years old. Yeah. There you go. And you got your GED straight away? I got my GED. I'm not 96, I'm sorry, 94. 94. 94. Yes. And then got my GED. Actually, I had my GED before my class graduated. Excellent news, man. So, and then um, went on into mecha- auto mechanic school. For Excellent, a year, man. And then yeah. dropped out and got married. But you, you learned how to fix cars a little learned bit. Learned how to fix cars, steering and suspension and all that. And you make a good husband, man. Well, I, that's what I keep telling her. <laughs> No, a man that works with his hands yeah. that, that can that's a, fix stuff. Yeah. So we, um, well, I'm better at, to be honest, I'm better at tearing things apart than I am putting them together. <laughs> Isn't everyone? It's like, you know, like when you buy your kids a bicycle or something. Sure. And you put the bike together and you're like, oh, look, they sent us these extra parts. Extra just parts. In case, you mm-hmm. know? Then, it won't, yeah. then yeah. you won't even, you can't even pedal it. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. But, but no. I, I, I'm just, with you. I used yeah. to tear my toys apart all the time. So yeah. all right, so '96, you're st- you're starting life, mm-hmm. uh, would, and you went to auto mechanic school for a little bit. You didn't quite get through that. That's right. fine. That's yep. fine. Now, now you're playing music. Were you in a band at the time? At the time, I was just writing. Writing. Just okay. Writing. And how and many it, songs had you written by this time? Uh, Thirty. 30 songs. Yeah, good 30 songs. By 18, 19, 20 years oh, yeah. old, yeah. you had 30 songs yeah. in your pocket. Yep. And you're like, what am I going to do with these things? Yeah, I didn't know what to do with them. Because yeah. I, I didn't really have access to a recording. You know, it wasn't like like today, you know, you can pick your phone up and record your song or something. Phone? I have or, this uh, this HN Pro anything, you can plug yeah. into. <laughs> Back then, I just I, so I, I did have my uh, old cassette player where you could push record and play at the same time. Yes. So that's how I recorded or cataloged. Yes. those ideas and I've still in my studio at home I've still got a dual cassette player that I, I can dig those I've still got a lot of that music on sure enough cassette. yeah and some songs have evolved I mean this is this is the fourth studio record for McEwen and some I'd be I'd be lying if I didn't say some of the songs off past records we've done evolved from some of that early stuff of course it's all you right? it's so all McEwen ended up going um, that route a few times, but I was just riding and, and trying to be a good husband and trying to... Wait, when did you get married then? Th- that 1996. You got married in 96, early, young man, <laughs> we getting were, ready to start your whole did. life. And, and Family, was in college music and, career, yep. let's go. And I was So 96 working, is a turning that was, point. That was it. That was the, uh, a pivotal, right. pivotal moment. Big year for you. you know, and All right, and, so you got 30 songs in your pocket, you're married. Uh, when did the kids start? Well, 1999. 99. Okay, so so you, you, you gave it three years, years yeah. to get the music underway. Right. Where did you go from there? 96. We, uh, 96. We we're just trying to make it. Uh, that's we're trying to make it work financially. <clears throat> April's trying to get through school and working on her teaching degree, and I go to work on uh, at the sheriff's office. In Russellville, Arkansas. You're working at the sheriff's. In I Russellville. worked at the sheriff's. I went college to work at town. The jail, college town. It was it was wild. It was the wild west, brother. Yes. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, I'm very familiar and, with Russellville. Yeah. I do a karaoke show every Russellville thir- uh, Thursday. Russellville is, is kind of like home. That's where all my family lives. That's where. So you uh, went to school in Russellville then? I high school? To, no, I ended. No, I was. Where'd in, you end up? In Glenwood is where I ended up in middle school. Glenwood, in, Arkansas. Yeah. 
That was middle school? That was middle school, and then up into, by the time it was in high school right there is when I dropped out of Glenwood. Glenwood. So that's where April is was. Is that small? Yeah, 2,000 people. 2,000 people. On a good day. Okay, so Russellville, that's where you end up in 96. Russellville's where we end up in 96, and I'm working at the Ford Place there. And, uh, at, at where? The, the Ford Place. Ford? Cogswell's Ford. Oh, Cogswell mm-hmm. Ford, 1900 yep. East Main. Yep. Ah. Right <laughs> I worked there for a year and then went to work at the jail because I, you know, I just wasn't making it. Yeah. And uh, I was making like $150 a week. All right. Yeah. 96, that's not good money. No, no it's terrible money. And uh, But I, all I was doing was running out like tagging cars as they came in. Sure. You know, to get, so it wasn't a... It What's was, tagging cars? Like, like if they come in for a service. Oh, I got you. I just went out and put the tag in the window and wrote down the, the VIN number and then brought it in for somebody to type it in. Somebody more important to type it in. So, yeah, I guess that's worth 150 a week. Yeah, I, I that's, guess, that's, I, not, it, that's not a big job, it, sir. It, it, it was beer money, so it worked <laughs> out. <yeah. laughs> All right. Yeah. But and, uh, and the wife had to work, I guess, at this uh, point? No, actually, we were living on her. Uh, well, she had a student teaching or a student uh, job at, sure. the, at the college for Arkansas Tech peanuts. University. Yeah. Yep, yep okay. for peanuts. But, but, it was, uh, but at the same time, she got such great student loan returns sure. that we lived on student loans. Oh, okay. And we didn't have, our rent was maybe 300 a month. Our Dig apartment, it. our car payment was like 180 something a month. I mean, we were doing okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now you look back at where you started and how your numbers were, your income compared to what you're like, I wish I had, I wish my house payment was only 300 a month, you know? Right. But and mean, meanwhile, you're working on your music a Meanwhile, bit? we're working on it and trying to, I, I'm trying to get people. Is, is she helping together. you? Mm-mm. Okay. This is all you. Just all me. Greg I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to get people put together to to get a to get launched. Okay. Well, it was a hard sell to sell Greg McEwen at the time because Greg McEwen really hadn't done anything except been in other bands. Sure. And I, I was trying to sell the vision, sell right. the idea. So in the meantime, I'm starting other bands and started a band called Gravity. Gravity. And. Gravity. We ended. That's when I first met Jeff Allen and Sharp Dunaway and all those. Yeah, guys. all the guys from radio <clears throat> started playing and hanging out with. You know, Jeff was used to. He used to introduce us, and bring us on at the old nightlife uh, over by Kmart, and uh, uh, which closed and ended up being moved over to uh, uh, Roosevelt. Over, it, it, it was it was a big big deal. Okay. And um, we ended up playing there quite a bit, and then in two thousand and one. Sure. Uh, I moved, me and April packed up, moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, yes. That's the place and you ought to be. That's where you want it, music. That's when my life changed because from 2001, 2002 to about 2004, 2005, we're struggling trying to keep them because the band moved with me. So had you officially recorded any of those 30 songs in your pocket? Have you added to those 30 songs in your pocket by that time? How many have you... Have you got in your pocket maybe by two thousand one? We're looking at at least double. We're looking at sixty to sixty songs, songs in your pocket, yeah. and still haven't recorded still one. Haven't recorded any of them except on a cassette. Come know. on, Greg McEwen, you got to start your music career. We figured it out. Let's do it. We walked in in two thousand five. Walked into the studio and um, started laying down that first McEwen record. Two thousand one, Nashville, Tennessee, and working it out. You know I, what studio? Well, in 2005, when we first, oh, 2005, 2005 okay. it was, uh, it was my brother's, my brother owned a studio in the United Artists Tower on Music Row. 
in Tennessee. In Tennessee. Your brother. My brother. Your brother's in Tennessee this whole time. But he's doing he's doing Southern Gospel. Yeah. So but I he's like, get that door open. Hey, bro, you're he over a, in Tennessee. Hey, get this. Where he has you, a gold record. Is he, is he telling you to come on out? Well, he offered to let me do demos and stuff. Oh, okay. But, but it was, he wanted to, and bless his heart, he, he wanted to. That's a very Southern thing he to say. Wanted to bless bring, his heart. He wanted to bring me along kind of in the direction he was going. Okay, so he wanted you to do the, the <clears> Lord's <throat> work, more gospel that, yeah. music. And, I, and the only time it's ever worked for me is when I stepped out. Where I need, where I knew I needed to step out. Right. Where I was led myself to step out and go. That's the only times it's ever worked. Every time I've tried to do it somebody else's way or lovingly, you know, sure. a family member or something. It, 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 it's had some success, but it's been a struggle. Right. And we just recently went through this again. You know, I was trying to. I really wanted to get involved with what my brother's doing, and he's on, he's on Christian television. He's on. The radio. He's, you know, he's very successful ministry there in Cabot. And, and, yeah. Oh, in Cabot. Yeah. So he's and back. He's he, back in Arkansas. He's back in Arkansas. Okay. And so he, Nashville, Tennessee, 2005. You get to his studio. Did you? Did you try to start doing what he was doing? No. Say, hey, bro, I love you, man. Let's. I recorded. Let's. I recorded a couple of songs that he was, like, he, you know, and we, he kind of had his approval and stuff. Okay. I keep in mind he he never belittled me or ran me down or nothing sure. like that. But um, it's just his his direction was not my direction. Gotcha. His, his destiny is not my destiny. Yeah. So it ended up. It's um, Jerry Lee and uh, was it Jimmy Falwell? Uh, no, what was Jerry? Jerry or uh, no? Uh, uh, well, there was Jerry Lee Lewis and Jimmy Swagger. Jimmy Swagger. Yeah. That's it. That's it. There, I'm I'm seeing that parallel yeah. here. So anyway, it ended up. Uh, we released that record in 05 and I and the song Once Again I finally it's called Once Again that was my first ever radio release that's your first, first song first ever radio release in 2005 2005 and you put it out in Nashville put it out and actually the first station that ever played it was in Birmingham, Alabama okay so how did it get to Birmingham? Uh, Who's my, my buddy Joel is he, he out was, there pushing it out there? He was pushing it, and he was working at the the record label we were getting signed on. We were on Scarred Records at the time. How many copies of this record deal. went out there? Uh, maybe fifty thousand. Fifty thousand yeah, of whole, your first single. Yeah, not a whole lot, but still, that sounds like a lot to me. We were trying to get them moved and trying to get them out there. Distribution back at the, back at this time, yes. this distribution was was hard to get. If right. you didn't have somebody, the money and pushing, it was hard to get. And you got this one guy? I had this one guy. What's his, what's his name? Joel Ramsey. Joel Ramsey. And he, I've known him for 35 years. I mean, we've been best buds for, he's a little, I call him little brother. Attention, please. You know? Dwayne Dykus. Dwayne Dykus. Please meet your partner, Dwayne Dykus. Dwayne Dykus. At least I didn't. They didn't say Greg McKinnon. All right, Dwayne Sykes. All right, you better get here. Uh, we're hanging out here at the Starbucks in Little Rock National Airport. Uh, it's it's the place to be if you're a Greg McEwen fan. I don't know. Clint, Clinton, <laughs> You'll find him here. here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back at, at with Joel putting yeah. out your, your 50,000 uh, pressings of your first album, of your first song. And, uh, yeah, it ended up being, we didn't start out with that many, but it ended up being trying to get them, we're just trying to press as many as possible. Sure. And it ended up keep going. We started, I think, I think the first stack we had in hand was maybe a good 15,000, 10 to 15,000. That's all we could afford at the time. 
Okay. <clears throat> but you ended up... Um, and you sold all 50,000? Sold... No, we didn't sell them all. We gave some of them away. Oh, yeah, radio, to the records, ra- radio, radio stations. And, but yeah. we ended up selling... We, we ended up selling a good 30. A good yeah. 30 to... I mean, it was enough to get somebody's attention. Yeah. Did you make a couple bucks on that? Yeah, and, and yeah we hey, did. We did pretty you, good. Yeah. <clears throat> and then good. the second one is when I met Posix and them. Posix. You know, that played bass for me. Gene Posix. Gene Posix. Okay. And, and met him in... Uh, when we moved back to Arkansas. This is 2000? This would be 2006, maybe. So you spent just one year in Nashville. Actually, we were in Nashville. Well, we went out there about 2001. 2001. But it was, and it would, I, I technically, I guess, the very first chord that was ever strummed would have been 2003 but we didn't have anything solid or recorded till about 05 that right you had that moving. first record yeah because it, it it started it would be feast and famine it would start and you would then it would stall but you're in, in one of the music capitals of the whole yeah. world but the thing is one out of every five people you meet on the street is a musician of and course a, and a good one it's the place to be and a good one so it's hard to get noticed Okay, um, so you went to a smaller place to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, pretty maybe. Much. And and trying to figure out, trying to figure out, maybe have a little luck on your yeah. side. You know, well, you could be odds. a playing musician if you're good. Yeah. In a smaller town, and the odds would be a little bit better to like, draw. Look, if if I come to a place where. Say like you were talking about Rosebud when you do a party in Rosebud. Right. Not a whole lot going on in Rosebud. You got so you that had, right. You had the people that were there. Everyone were there. Yes. So you could you know you could look at it that way, but I didn't. We we ended up back in Arkansas because that second record we did did a song called Broken. Broken. Okay. Broken's your second single. Broken is the second single off the next record. And you get to Arkansas. We get to Arkansas. How, where do you record this at? We recorded it in Nashville. Oh, okay. So this is something yeah. you brought with we, you. We, well, no, we had moved back to Arkansas, and then we went back to Nashville to record six, the record. Six hours away at least, right? Oh, easy. Yeah. yeah. Easy. And then um, it was me and, and Posix and Gary Henderson and the Pat, uh, Pat Heaton. So and, that, that's a four-man that band. Line, that was the lineup, yes. Well... We released this song called <laughs> uh, "Broken." Broken. And something, something in the cosmos lines up, I guess. All because right. Because we end up, we're going to give it away free for 24 hours, free download for 24 hours. Yeah. It moves 83,000 downloads in 24 hours. Yeah. And I'm thinking that would have picked up the tab for the year. Yeah. But we gave them away. No, but where did you announce but, this at? But uh, social media. MySpace. MySpace? Facebook, MySpace. I still got 11,000 friends on MySpace. I'm not giving it up. Oh, we don't ever look. I don't even. <laughs> I, I know some of the people, some of our people look at that stuff. I, I haven't looked at a MySpace. I think the last time I even tried to look at a MySpace, I think it said I had a virus or something. Yeah, no. well, that's where Nikki started, yeah. you know. Yeah. Minaj, yeah, and right. that, yeah. A lot that's, of people started on MySpace. They did. And they did. giving it away. Was the way to do it, and it got us you a lot got of exposure. Exactly. And then the second song, which "Here Comes Statue," "Here know, Comes Statue," "Statue," and then all of a sudden, people were just, "Hey, where do I get that? Where do I get that song?" Two thousand six, two thousand seven, seven, and and then here comes two thousand eight. By two thousand eight, if we didn't play "Statue" live, I was getting nasty emails. Yeah, yeah. So you're playing shows. We're playing shows. all through this. Yeah. What kind of shows are you doing? Just, just rock shows like out at uh, say. Um, well, we hooked up with Jester at the time, Jester's Entertainment. 
Okay. And uh, Wade Ledbetter. Right. Hooked up with, uh, and Blake Woodson was helping us out. Blake, Blake Woodson, yes. Oh, man. Fellow, yeah. And they were helping us out. And um, we were playing, like, they'd do stuff like independent shows. They'd put, like, call it Burning Up the Night. And they'd do it out. Put a big stage up with the Edge banner and out there yes. in front of his parking lot. And just have random, just random summer shows. And then they'd book us at, we were at the Rev Room several yes. times. We played... That's a good room, uh, man. I've done about, that. Oh. We played just about everywhere in, in, at, the, at the time in, in Arkansas. Sure. And then we branched out. And we went out to, uh, we decided to go back to Tennessee again, Nashville, to record the, the third record, which was Hollywood record. Hollywood. <clears throat> and we called it Hollywood. And guess what? Yeah. Like five months later, I'm standing in the Whiskey Go-Go on the stage singing go Hollywood em. in Hollywood. Go get them. Then they invite us to be on Crew Fest, and then we get invited to come to Rocklahoma, and then we get invited to, and that's the third record. And here we are back. Everything's come full circle. Okay. Because I took a little bit of a hiatus trying to, you know, when when my dad died and then mom died right after about a year or so. No, it's all right. It was it was it wasn't a it wasn't a shock, and it was time. You know, I mean, there's a time for a man and a man for a time, and we all have that time to. Where it's time for us to go, you know. And he was, he didn't want to live like that. Nobody would want him to live like that. Cancer. And, oh, okay. You know. So he was breaking down. Yeah, he was. He yeah, was, yeah. By the time, if that ever happens yeah. to me, I, I want to I want to get time, out. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, the, the five five years or so, it was, it was uh, the past five, it was, it was a struggle. And then all of a sudden, I just, I thought, you know what? I'm tired of having this inner battle of trying to please people sure with being involved in ministry being involved i can make a bigger impact in people's lives being who god intended for me to be to begin with yeah so you're so soft-spoken i think we're getting a lot of background noise we can walk and talk so it and that's kind of where that's kind of where it it ended up being uh, who and what. Sorry, it's kind of where it ended up being how we got to where we're at. Man, is is just I finally had to make that decision to go full fledged back into the game to get this record done. Yeah, and we are now. We even redid a more upgraded version of stat we have a brand new version of statue coming okay and it's it it doesn't take away from the old one it's it's a uh, so you did the original statue in 2006 or 2007 i think Mm -hmm. it was yeah and this one we've put a up upgraded um because as you play as you play a certain song so many times you know um little things will change in it subtle things not not things that the average listener would pick up on but like i might hit a different type of note here a different type of a use an augment or a seventh or something on a piano just little things you know and these are musician things that i have no idea about but you know how to read music no i can't read you don't i cannot read a lick of music i've met so many musicians that are exactly the same yeah that they learn from tabs uh uh, casey sparks i just i spoke to her on the podcast she said she learned from youtube 
and, oh, and wow. she showed me the ultimate uh, guitar learning thing. She taught herself how to play, and she could already sing, so she taught herself how to accompany herself. And I, I've met so many musicians that do not know how to read yeah. music. I never, I, I never could, and still to this day, it look, it looks, it's, it's, um, it's Greek to me. Squiggly lines. Yeah, it, 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 it makes no sense. Now, tab, I can get a guitar. Right, and I can, if I know the song and know where their lyrics are, I can look at the, I can look at the tab, and I can know when to change on what word they're saying. I can, it'll say D or A above that word. I'll okay. know when to change there. But that's just because I've memorized the keys. Right, and uh, yeah, I mean it's a, I actually, I actually was playing drums in a little punk band before I got married to April. Called, no called Half Irish. Half Irish. Well, I noticed that one of your tattoos, and you are heavily tattooed. Is yeah, I've got clover there. I've got duels, and then the we. I've got 30, 36 pieces on me, all down my spine. I got a phoenix down the spine, and wings, and wow. And uh, yeah, I got more. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm, and I'm not done. No, no. <laughs> you know? And usually, once you you do one, you just can't stop. Yeah, it's a drug. It is a drug. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And, and they're they're they they may look mix matched, but they're they're well centered and well they're well done to where it doesn't look like it's a mess. It looks like right. thank you. Yeah. They're shaped. You know. Okay. This is a story. Yeah. This is a, a like a comic book. Right. You would, this is a exactly. panel from this story, and the, the panel continues. That's exactly how continuing. it. That's exactly how it is. And uh, you know, here's this is there's my Triforce, Legend of Zelda. Ah. I mean, and and uh, you know, I mean, it goes on and on. This is this one has a deep story behind it. Let's give it. This, well, what, this you have like a, it's like a long skull. Yeah, it's, it's a long. It's it's. When I was a kid, the things that used to aggravate me the most was right. when people would uh, drag out a joke. Okay. You know, David Letterman did that all the I time. I mean, drag a joke. Now, yeah. there's a way to build it, you know, but drag it, drag it. So I always, always had this vision of, of this, this, how maybe an individual, when they drug something out, maybe they had a long mouth or a long, you know. So I was sitting one day just kind of sketching around, drawing, and I'm not much of a drawer. Sure. But just messing around. I took it to a buddy of mine who does draw. And he's, a, he's an artist, too, at, 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 at tattoos. And this is what he come up with. And so it's kind of like the eyes, but he's just dragging his, it's just, all this is just drug out. And, yeah. and I can close it and drag it out. Nah, it's right on the inside of the so, elbow. So it reminds That's me. That's pretty to, cool. It, it reminds me to not, not drag out. Don't, don't, don't spend too long on one thing if it's not working. All right. And, uh, well, when, I, when I said Letterman, he, he said the punchline many times. Yeah, yeah. Until, until somebody laughed. Right. You know, that, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, by. at least a courtesy laugh sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's good. And it's just my kids' birthdays and, and just stuff. And, you know, of course, there's McEwen and... and uh, Is that your logo? A, there, that was the old That was the that's old, the old logo. logo, okay. And this was even the logo before that. Just a big old Just M the with a big old M with red the red, and, and this was the one from two thousand, the Hollywood record, uh, and just I mean, there's just a little bit of everything. Um, but they tell a story. They, of everything Greg has a story. It, it's my yeah, it's my life, and I've got um, <clears throat> you know the first tattoo I ever got. My parents. Which one was the first one? This, this one right here. This is Lord of the Lords. 
And it's a, a very religious yeah. type tattoo. It's got Jesus Christ with a little cross underneath it. That was my that was my first that was my first one. And that come that stems from your roots sure. of dad being a minister and right. even brother taking into the the gospel. He he went into dad's work. He did. Uh, so okay, and and so when did you get that tattoo? What year? That would have been two thousand. The year two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. I waited. I waited a while. I thought, you know, I, it wasn't like I turned eighteen and ran out and started getting ink. Right. I waited a while. Thought about it. You know. Yeah, but even the first ink is in the ministry. It was. It's, it's yeah. Going. You're still. You still got dad's uh, teaching in your head. Yeah, and that's and that's the whole thing. Is I'm I'm a I'm what you call a kingdom believer. Okay. Okay. I, I, there's nowhere, there's nowhere in, in, in the, the canonized Bible that God ever call us Christians. All right. He called us sons and daughters, sure. citizens and ambassadors for his kingdom. It, Jesus didn't say when, thus, when the gospel of salvation is preached for a witness. Then it says when the gospel of the kingdom is preached. Ah. And I thought, well, that's interesting. What's the kingdom? Right. And the kingdom is the idea that we're sons and daughters. And we're citizens because sons and daughters look like their father. We're made in his image and in, in his likeness. Sure. Citizens, we're citizens of heaven. We're citizens of, you know, we have, as a citizen of heaven, I have the rights of heaven. I'm so powerful that I can call upon the Lord and an angel will respond. Okay. Just like here, if I'm, I'm so powerful as an American citizen, I can, if I have an issue, I can call on the local army. The law enforcement will show up at my door. Right. Same thing there. As an ambassador, uh, I don't represent where I live. I represent where I'm from. So See. if I'm an ambassador for his kingdom, then I represent who created me and where I come. And that carries over not as a denomination, not as a ministry, not as this, but it carries over as just who... I am, which yeah. carries over in the music, carries over whether you're in church, whether you're standing on stage in front of thousands of people, whether you're sitting in an airport talking to one individual. Right. It carries no matter where, because that's that's who we are. And when I figured out that all God wanted me to do was be who I was, that's when it started working. And it and I had to go through mom and dad's death, and I had to go through uh, realizing that. God was not angry with me that I wasn't letting him down by playing secular music. I wasn't letting him down by using the gift. You know, a man's gifts make a way for him and bring him before great multitudes of people. Sounds like a good interpretation of biblical terms anyway. So that's, and that's kind of how I, you know, and we've had, my goodness, I have a. I live in a peaceful home. Yes. My children laugh and play, and and they're happy, and and I mean. How many I, babies you got? I have. It's my son is fixing to be oldest is fixing to be twenty, and um, Brooklyn's fourteen, and little Clark he's uh, little Clark Alexander's eight. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And me and April we've been married going on twenty three years. And, All right. And, you know, it's just uh, <coughs> I mean, you you can have. Uh, people are like, well, what's it like, you know, I'm being on tour, or what's right. it like to do this or do that? It's a big party, a rock star party. I'm like, not really. I really, I'd like to be in bed by 10 or 11 at night, sure. bounce back up the next morning and go do it again. Well, it's a sacrifice you know? being on tour. If you want to be a rock star, you've yeah. got to give up some things, like like that's sometimes a, a family life. That's or, it. And but if you, if you have a good uh, significant other at your home that, that'll support you, 
in in all your endeavors. April seems like she's April's very great. stand up. She is absolutely fantastic. She doesn't always like it, but she right. agree. You know, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss Brooklyn's fifteenth birthday. Oh, but she gets it. She's like, Daddy, I get it. You know. Yes. And she's she has now with her dance stuff and being able to be out and perform like that. She. She understands the necessity to express your gifts. Is and, she getting the feeling from get, the crowd? She gets it. She, she's yes. got that, you know, they say charisma can't be bought or can't be taught. Sure. And she's got it. Oh, she's got it. that's and, excellent. And she, uh, we, post her, we post her dances on, online and yeah. stuff. And, and she's just got this confidence and this attitude. And she's been winning these platinum awards and excellent. trips. And she's been winning this stuff to New York and and I mean it's just ah I'm just proud of her Uh, I feel it and my son he plays he plays guitar he come on yeah he's he's got a Les Paul that he jams around on and he he come in there this he was 15 or 16 years old he's gonna be your Wolfgang yeah and he come in there he was play he was jamming on Zeppelin and I'm like that's my boy yeah he is my kid I'm proud of him and um and little Clark he told his mama which would almost bring me to tears when we played the when we played the Blitz Pig. You yes, know, it's all ages. Right. So we loaded up the whole family. Why wouldn't you? It was awesome. Yeah. And Clark and Brooklyn had never seen me play. Live yes. Till that night, Clark. We get home and like two days later, uh, April comes in. She said, "You're not going to believe what Clark said today at show and tell." What did he say? He wants to be a singer like his dad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Oh man. You know, and all the other drama and all the other issues, all that goes away. Yeah, that'll make you cry quick, Because man. the first impact, you know, if if you, Daddy always said, Daddy was so wise, and he always said, if every man of the house would do what God instructed him to do first and lead his family to the Lord and take care of them and show them how to be good people, teach yeah. them how to love we'd we, we live in a completely different world no you've got your family bubble That's and it thing. looks like you, you're building so, so you're building you, you a build castle out. yeah really. you, you are and you're your building you, you build a and you teach them how to accept people teach them how to love with without having to feel obligated you know love without obligation is what love is it just just because you know I love my wife but I'm not obligated to do everything her way just because I love her. Sure. And she's the same way. And we have this mutual respect. Yeah. Now, you're building something together. Build it. And, and we're, just, we're just, you know, we're halfway there almost, I think. But if we live another 20, 30 years, you know, or if the Lord tarries. But <clears throat> it's just that kind of stuff. And that translates in the music. And, and the, the boys, I mean, I, my crew and my people and my bandmates are... They just, they let me be me. Yeah. You know, they let me be me. They don't, they don't all believe like I believe. They don't all agree how, you know, but that doesn't, we, we just, they let me be me and I let them be in and I embrace them and, and nothing changes that, you know. Are you writing all the songs yourself? No, me and this project has been such a team effort because me, Chris the Man Moran, and uh, J. Ray White, Dale Slinky Qualls, and Angie Crow on drums. We have all, the five of us, sat down and worked out lyrics and music, and all of us have had input on this record. That sounds like a band right there. Oh, we have all sat down, and the writing credits on this 
are five and five. Excellent. We all worked on the music, and there's none of this. Well, I wrote that line, so that I own that. We don't. We don't deal with. First of all, I, five ways. Yeah, I'm not going to do business with people like that, right? Because that's that's going to be a waste of my time. And at this level, you have to be professional, and you have to be straight up with people, and you sure. have to you have to kind of climb over the BS, you know. Because everybody thinks they're special and everybody thinks they're called. And you know what? That may be true. Mm. But there is a method of operation and certain levels you have to go through. You know, if I want, if I run over there to that escalator, right. I couldn't just jump to the top of it. No. It's impossible. Taking a ride. I mean, you got to take a ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if the escalator is doing the work, you still got to start at the bottom. Right. So uh, it's an issue of understanding that there are there is that everything has a process and everything you don't start you don't start by opening for you know I, I, I talk about it all the time in 2010 we got to open we got to be on a ticket for with warrant come on and they're in Dardanelle what yes at the front street grill through a party and it was warrant and and us and uh oh uh uh, Nigel Dupree, which was Jesse James Dupree from Jackal, his boy. Excellent. We got to, and then we got to uh, the very, like two weeks after that, we got to play in Hot Springs at the Front with, Street, with Dardanelle, Jack- Tiny Town, yeah. Tiny they Town. Put this big, huge stage out back behind their but place. great venue, yeah. right on the water. Yeah, and and we we yeah, us and my childhood heroes, and that was the week before we played the whiskey. And then, right the week after, you're week off after to California, we're off to Los Angeles, and, and playing the whiskey. right back in this airport, Little Rock <laughs> National yeah. Airport, right back here, right and, back here. and taking off and heading for California. You know, so, you know, but and those are just isolated examples. But every now and then, you just you'll run onto something. You'll play a show, play a show, and I'm not saying that other shows are more special or no. that's not what I mean. But you'll just you run into this opportunity of going. You sit back and you go, "Oh my God, I'm I'm standing like at the whiskey. I'm standing on the same stage, right? That some of the Hall of Famers have right. stood. I'm I'm standing where Axl Rose, yes, was like, you know, they were like, who is this scrawny kid, you know, kind of thing. And, now, and when you when you're at the whiskey go go, I've never been there. I've been to California, mm-hmm. but I never had the chance to go there. Did you? Were there a lot of po- posters or pictures of all these people? Not, not really, but you. Oh, you, okay. Well, the cool thing was you go backstage, back yes. in the green room. Sure. And we were backstage in the. Green Did you room. go to the toilet? And yes, we went in the. We went. You in had there. to. You had to put your butt in the same and, place. And, well, I didn't actually use it. I just went in there. <laughs> went into the rainbow room afterwards down the street because I had to see that green, you know, the Motley Crue green toilet floor looking at Dr. Feelgood record. Okay, they I have, can check that they out. They have that in there. It looks like, it looks just like it. But I had to go check that out. But we went, you go up into the green room backstage and you can see where like, like Slash and all those guys have wrote on the walls. Yes. And they're like. Did you write on the walls? We did. You better believe it. We did. We got you a better believe it. out and put a little McEwen yeah, on there. Put, uh, put, uh, you know, we was here, da 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 da, da kind of stuff. Just, just being funny. All five the, of your names up there. Yeah. It was. Uh, well, they were at one time. I don't know if they painted over them. Maybe. Oh no. By now, no. But, uh, you got to believe that they're still there. I, I'm, I'm and, hoping. Your ne- and the next artist is going. Wow, who's this, Greg McEwen? Yeah, this is great. They're probably going. Oh, I know that guy. Where's the whiteout? Oh, yeah, yeah. stop. <laughs> no, we, just, we, we. Um, 
No, but you're on on stage at the Whiskey A Go Go, and you're thinking, my whole life. Yeah. My whole life, leading up to this particular yeah. point. And here we are, and, and 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 that's that's those moments where you're like, wow, and it passes by so fast. You actually have to go back and watch the video to prove to yourself you were actually there. Right. It's like a dream. It is. It's like and it's a, a dream come true. And it is, and you're you're kind of in awe, and and you know, but. Who knows? Who knows what's next? I know this record is going to be, you know, Waiting Till Dawn. Is that, that's the new single. Waiting Till Dawn. Waiting Till Dawn. And I've, uh, I don't, I've got to get, uh, we've got to get it sent over to you. Okay, today. no problem. Yeah, 2019. And, um, we've got and here to get we are in May of 2019 and, and Waiting Till Dawn and, is uh, coming it's, out. It's here. And then they, the video came out this last week. Okay. And um, Yeah, uh, I can play that at shows. In fact, it... Uh, it's only been out maybe three days. On YouTube? Yeah. All right. We'll check that so, out for uh, sure. Um, it's, uh, and it, I was so happy. You know, we, it, in about the first 24 hours, people were paying attention with the first 24 hours that we had about 1,100 hits on it. And it was <laughs> That's great. amazing. It was great. Yeah. And then mostly just local because we didn't advertise it right. really anywhere else. Sure. So um, that's that got our attention. You know? I believe it. So uh, I can't wait to see what happens when this, and we're just, I'm, I'm so I'm so proud of this project, yeah. And not not just because it's in this project. It's it McEwen has never done a project that 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 is this intense. Like it's 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 more edge. It's got more um, <coughs> got more punch. But we're still have we still maintain the solid vocals. Yeah. Know? So uh, I'm I'm not. I'm not I'm not much of a screamo kind of guy. I can't I don't have the ability uh, to to do the scream okay. type. You know, I, I only got one voice. And that's the only way I know how to use sure. it to sing. Right, and don't overdo right. it because once again, this, Axel Rose he did he, you know he kind of blew it out a little bit. Did some damage, and yeah. a lot of those guys did quite a bit. I'm sure the I'm sure the the crack and the. <laughs> And the heroin and the rest of it well, had yeah, a lot to do with it too. But thankfully, you, it seems like you stayed away from we most are, of that. We, we have, yeah, we're we're drug we're drug free band. Completely. Yeah, we don't we don't uh, we we like to we like to enjoy a beer or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I won't. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I enjoy sitting at my table playing a poker game. Sure. Maybe having a shot or something, you know, with my family. But, Why not? But that's nobody's business, you know. I mean. Right. But we are not a. We don't drink before we get on stage, and if we even have anything afterwards, it's very little. Okay. Because you got to bounce back. You got to be on your game. You're sensible and family man. Yeah, you've got to. You got to be respond. Being a band, it's a business. Yes. <clears throat> and when one of us does mess up, which is usually me. Okay. <laughs> I'm usually the source of all the meetings that get well, called. You're the front man. Yeah, I, and I'm I'm usually the the, the the thumb on the hand. You're the one's going to get uh, caught right, first anyway. Right. Because you're so, the front man, and you're the one that's putting it out there. But you know, do you what? have a manager? Yes, we have Ed, uh, Ed Lacera is our manager. Okay, so you have and somebody we have that's a manager. helping you put it out there. Oh yeah, and um, they um, and then Herschel Pittman, he works uh, with Ed, and and uh, now like Stephanie and and uh, Christy and them, they they work specifically for me. They're not affiliated with McEwen Band. They're okay. just affiliated with with me. What does Stephanie do for you? Uh, they they. Help me manage my schedule. They help me. They make sure that I'm where I'm supposed to be. They'll call me. Um, so it's getting overwhelming at this it, point. It is, and it, part part of it has also been, you know, since I had that stroke 
sure. a few years ago. Right. I have struggled. You had a stroke. Yeah. I've, I didn't even know about this. It was, it, it was right after Dad died, and they, it, was, they, it was actually a, a TI, like a mini stroke, but right. it, it really affected my, my short-term memory some. Oh, okay. But, um, but we've... I mean, I've I've gotten through it, and we're moving forward, and we're doing okay. It's just that I don't want to, you know, like this morning, Steph calls me. She sends me uh, first sends me a message at like five o'clock, five thirty, six somewhere in there, and says, and it puts on there says you've got interview with Keys today. Okay. You know, I'm like okay, I, and I remembered. I appreciate but, that. But I might not have. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it could I could have had a bad dream and woke up and, and forgot. Who knows? Right. Right. But uh, and then or. Or Christy will shoot me a message that says, um, you know, you've got to be, here's your weekend. You've got to be playing here and playing there, and you've got to be at this venue. Because I also play piano for, I get to set in with a, a band called White Crow. White Crow, mm-hmm. and that's a local band in Arkansas? That's a local band. They do kind of like some country, southern rock stuff, and I get to play like yeah. Jerry Lewis-style piano. You get to feel your other, you know, play. a little different. It really does genre. come out from that southern gospel roots a little bit piano, and I enjoy it. I believe it. Yeah, and, and it's... Uh, and it's nice to branch yeah, out. Yeah, it's fun, and we're, we're playing uh, at uh, the Whiskey Ridge show that's happening this weekend. Whiskey Ridge is mm-hmm. where? It's, uh, I think it's in Malvern. I, th- I want to th- say it's Malvern. But Malvern. see, that's part of what the, they do. I'm in Mountain Home yeah, Saturday. They, <laughs> they tell me, they t- we're playing Friday and Saturday night, and part of what they, like uh, Christy and, and Steph and them do, they're like, well, you have to be, this is where you have to be, because I'm a, man, if I, if I was left to my own devices, sure, I might be in Hot Springs waiting on you to show up at the Hot Springs airport. You, you know, got that I'm right. I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it's me trying to handle my business and be responsible. No, it seems I'm not, like you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be some kind of big, big time or big, you know, assistance doesn't have anything to do with success. No. It has everything to do with making sure that I don't drop the ball or let somebody down. No, you're being you know, a smart businessman. Trying to get it to, yeah, trying to If you know you need help, you're yeah. getting the help. And that's, that's, that's really what it is. And that's what it boils down to. And, and my wife, you know, April likes it. She don't like me being alone, you know, especially gotcha. after that stroke thing. She... She worries about me. Of course, I she should. It. I mean, she, you know. You're married. And, right. You're, yeah. And uh, she worries. So, so she, her and Steph and her and Christy, they're all best friends. And she trusts them. And uh, I think sometimes she hired them instead of me. Okay. <laughs> you know? And, and uh, it's, we have great working relationships. And we've, uh, you know, Steph's been, Steph's been with me for a decade. Yeah. So it's not like... You know, yeah, so you're developing you yeah. know, a friendship type. Big sister, yeah. you know, and um, so, and it, that kind of thing, we just we just try to keep our lives in order. and, and uh, That sounds very biblical, too. Yeah, right, yeah, accountability. <laughs> but I'm not perfect, man. I'm the, I'm the furthest one from, I'm the chief of sinners, brother, <laughs> you know. Aren't we all? Uh, but I'm not, uh, but at least try to be, at least try to be straight. Straightforward, yeah. You know, and at least try to be. Uh, I don't. I'm not necessarily going to share all my private business with the whole world, but I will be straight with people, you know, sure. about what's going on. Uh, but I, people ask me all the time, don't you? You know, what's the goal? Don't you want to be some big, huge, famous rock star? I'm like, not really, because I still want to be able to go to Walmart. Right. You know, I want to be able to go spend all that money I make. <laughs> you you want to be anonymous, yeah. right? Still, I mean, to where I, you can I walk around. I don't mind. I don't mind a lot of people knowing, and I, and I go 
I can go quite a few places and people know who I am or whatever. I just yeah. I just stay humble about it and yeah, I'm sure neck, you get a great McEwen in here and there. Right. I get yeah, right. Keys hey, Dan. Hey, Keys Dan. Right. You know. And you just take time to stop and say hello to those people and 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 listen to their problems if you got time or, or say hello or whatever. And because it when you make him when you make an impact in somebody's life to where they remember you, sure, it means something. Sure, and that's so what an entertainer can do. That's, and that's, that's the power that's of you it. being on stage that's behind it. that microphone. They wanna they wanna come to that show. And they want to forget about life for a little while, right. and they want to enjoy, and 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 they picked you. Yeah, and then when they want to know you, yeah. they want a piece of that power. They want some of that that feeling right. that you've had. That's the thing about like at our merch table. Sure. Um, I go to our merch table after right. the show. I go because I want to. I want to meet you. I want to yeah. talk to you. I want to shake hands with you. I want to. If you come to the, you're showing appreciation, I, right? If you come to the merch table, you're gonna. You're, you're after the show. You're more than likely gonna buy that merchandise from either a McEwen member or one of us is gonna be standing right there, right? You know, and and pictures and hang out, just whatever, because that's what that's what we're supposed to do. You know, we're supposed to appreciate the people that appreciate us. Correct. And because we're not better than anybody, we're just right. we all bleed red, man. That's you correct. <laughs> we all bleed red, man. Greg McEwen, we're all right. We're still hanging out in the Little Rock Airport. Still There's here. been quite a quite a bit of background noise. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the recording went well. We got the lavalier mics pretty close to our our uh, talking holes. Right on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I've had a good time so yeah, far. Absolutely. Uh, um, absolutely. We're okay now. You say you have some shows coming up. Mm -hmm. the, you know, I always like to start. You know where you you're, where you're from, where you are, mm -hmm. and where you're heading. You have some shows coming up this weekend. Let's start with those and work your way out. Well, we're because I'll put this that, up tonight. Yeah, we're playing at that Whiskey Ridge uh, thing. It's, it's been on Channel Four advertising, and okay. and it's it is for White Crow. That's not a McEwen show. The next McEwen show we're going to be at Rocklahoma. Rocklahoma. At uh, yeah, on uh, I think we play at like three thirty that at the opening of the week. Uh, the, the campgrounds there, the proving ground stage is what it is. Right. And then from there, I think we go to. Um, uh, I've got it. I've got it screenshotted on my phone. Sure because, you do. Uh, um, so you're a smart guy. You're very organized, <laughs> and you've got a good assistant that's organizing right. you. She's probably the one that screenshotted it. <laughs> Uh, but it says uh, that we're going, I know we're headed to Texas and headed to Oklahoma back again, but we are headed to uh, Rocklahoma's next, and then in July we're going to Enid, Oklahoma. Enid. With a band called Solidify, All and right. then we're in Dallas after that, July 26th, uh, at the Ridgely Room, I want to say, with Redline Drive. Sure. Uh, Burleston, Texas after that at Oscars, San Angelo, Texas at the Dead Horse, uh, Richard Hills, Texas, these are just July, August 2nd, August 3rd, one right after another. Taking a lot of planes? Are you mm -hmm. driving them? I think we're these? probably, we're, we're probably going to drive the ones that are close here. Right. We're just going to hit them two or three days in a row and drive. What's the driving situation? You got a van or you got um, a no, bus? A lot of times we just, take uh, your own cars? everybody just kind of hops in and goes on their own yeah goes on their own ride you know gotcha we're going to tulsa and then hot springs at the blitz pig with 
that's the out outdoor one, you know, with Redline Drive, and then and that's cool. You can bring the kids cool. on that one. Absolutely, family time. Hot Springs at October 26th. That's Spa City Rocktoberfest. Yes, we're playing that one. Um, so that's you know, that's about that's about the next ten that I know yeah. of. So you're moving, Greg McEwen. Yeah. You, you so keep I'm, moving. I know there's more popping up. And Getting your music out there. We're just yeah, and you got it. That's the main thing. You got to stay busy. Yeah. Just got to stay busy. How many songs you got in your pocket now? Uh, I have no idea. I can't even count them. <laughs> How many been laid down? Um, for this record, or are you talking about completely? Yeah, completely. <clears throat> How many songs um, in the Greg McEwen In the library? Library. Um, you're looking at probably probably 40 that's actually been recorded and cut. 40 produced yeah. songs. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of songs. That's a lot of songs. That's a man. So, a uh, uh, have the the records been getting progressively better? I'm guessing. Oh yeah. In, in yeah. sales and and. Uh yeah. The of course response. you always they always the response is always good and then and then you know as the years go on it tapers off when you release new stuff and people sure. want to and then there's certain songs like broken and statue and and um once again and and hollywood and certain songs like that that people just say we gotta have it no uh, matter what those are the ones that have to be on the set list they when have you're to be live. in the set list you know yeah. um like forget the hits right i mean play the ones that they they've been listening to and and uh but the industry's so different now than it was when when i started it's a completely different industry. Back in my day. I guess, I, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's absolutely. How so? Well, back uh, back then, uh, when you had your MySpace, you know, your MySpace was really getting a roll. Right. Um, you're like, wow, look at all this free exposure we're getting. And a thousand people, if you got if you got a thousand plays right. in, in a month, you were like, oh my gosh, we just got a thousand free distribution. You know, and now... Um, if you release a song and, and and you get if you get a thousand total on all your because it's saturated now your YouTube the, or, or SoundCloud mar- everything or, Spotify Spotify uh, um, iTunes sure uh, Amazon I mean it's just it, the market is so saturated you you don't even half the time I don't even know where the numbers are coming from right but management does I mean they they compile it they from figure other, it from out and they track places. it and they are and I mean I got to give a shout out to Ed Lacerra I mean he I got to give a shout out to him and Herschel I mean they they pay attention they they're on top of their game sure and uh, I mean if it wasn't for them I probably would have nosedived this thing already, you know, because I, I just I can't keep up. There's so much going on, and it's a good thing to be that busy, right? But but it's it can be bad if if we're not, uh, I, you know, it's good to admit that you need help. Yeah, at this level, yeah. you can't do it all. You can't. You know, I tr- I try to do it all, yeah. but thankfully I have a few people that help me out as right. well. There you, you know? go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, there's no way we there's no way. I could go into a venue and set up our merch table, and, right? And set up the back line, right? And set up and do mic check or do and get the piano. So I, there's no. So do you have roadies at this point? No, we we carry our own. You stuff. You set your own stuff up. Okay. Uh, mainly, it's not that. Well, we have people that help us. Load I've been in looking and for out. a roadie since '86. <laughs> well, it, it has we have, happened. We have people that will help us load in and out, and and uh, but you. 
like my like Chris and and Slinky, my guitar players. <laughs> they are they are man, they are so particular. Right. They don't want people messing with their people. Often their ask me, "Hey, you want me to help you take your rig. stuff back out?" Yeah. No. So, no, I don't. Right. And they, of course, they 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 got flat cases. You know, we just roll them up, yeah. pop the stuff up, take care. But but it's not. Um, we don't have guitar techs. We don't have. I mean, the guys like to tune their own stuff. They want to make sure okay. it's, it's it's where it's you know. But we we stagger our set list to where they just switch guitars, and they've already got their guitars tuned. They've already got. Gotcha. Um, we just try. There's little things you can do because you mean like professional band. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, little things because you want to cut down on cost. You know? Yeah, I mean. And I really don't. I don't need security. I mean, I have a Chris Moran. You know, dude's huge. Big dude. He would. He would just. You know, rip somebody's head off. They got too close to. Like him. a Wookiee. You know, pretty much. Oh yeah. man. And then so, we have a Peter Mayhew who just died. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. A Wookiee. Yeah, okay. That's that's a ouch. Yeah. Yeah. But but I have right. you know I don't need a. You got your own Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and Chris, he's he's one of the guys that's the hardest on me, but we've been together a decade playing music and, and, and actually over more than a decade about it, I think, and <clears throat> writing songs and working stuff out together, and, and he's he expects a lot of me, and I expect a lot from him. Yeah. And, but at the same time, he's like the first one, if somebody looked at me the wrong mm heaven helped him uh. you know because he's he's always had my back and so we don't you know you don't need uh, but mainly when you're going to play a venue or something if the venue has their stuff together sure they ought to be providing they ought to have somebody at the door to make oh, sure yeah. some psycho don't get in or something oh, yeah. you know, they ought to have something like we have a rider we have a contract rider that says we have minimum requirements it's not something what's the crazy thing on yeah. your writer that to make sure that they've the, read it the craziest thing on our writer yeah uh the the one piece of fruit per band member you got that right man this is to make sure yeah. that they read make that sure thing you read it hey yeah. brown m&ms only yeah. okay <laughs> make sure that you read that right <clears throat> um yeah, there's nothing there's nothing crazy on there you know? no no but the, you know you want to make sure that they make read sure that, that thing. they you know and a case of water. Uh, you sure. You want a case of water. Of course, like, man. It's nice. It's not that difficult, but but you do end up, uh, sometimes you do end up, they'll miss something. And, you know, you can you can be two types of people. You can throw a fit. Right. And be a diva rock star. They always yeah. give me a hard time because my clothes and my, you know, they... Now, do you take your assistant on the road? Uh, sometimes they'll go with me. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay, well, they can take on, care of those depends little on things. Got, yeah, what they got going on. If That's I, nice. Yeah, it is it is nice to have have a, a runner or somebody yes. that can say, hey, I, we need batteries or we need... That is correct. Yeah. You know, how, uh, how important batteries are. I mean, yes. yeah, we're all, we all run... The boys run wireless systems, and I and I we all run inner ear monitors. Yeah, I'm on this battery yeah. system, and so we all we we all have to. Uh, and you get up there, and it's 30 minutes before, and you only got 30 minutes sound check. Oh yeah, 30 minutes, and you realize, oh, it doesn't. It's nice to be able to. Hey, somebody run across the street, and yeah, yeah, or uh, go in my bag and get some right. batteries. Yeah, or, uh, hopefully you got an extra, or bring me a bottle of water. You Please, know, I mean, something. Please, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, they it it's nice to have people that. But you don't want we, you like you got to be careful because you don't want people that that are looking to take 
Right. You don't want to have to rely on them 100%. Right. I mean, you could do the job yourself, sure. Sure. but it's and nice to have them as a backup. I mean, I had a manager, I had a manager one time that stole like before, by the time we figured it out, right. stole right at 10 grand from me in April. Come on, people. You know, and this we, is your, we this is your bread and butter. We trusted Why this, are you stealing from? Right. Him? We trusted this individual, you know, with the business side of things yeah. and, and and they stole from us. So it's you have to even if and me and Steph don't always get along. Me and Christy don't always get along. But, sure. But April trusts them. Yeah. Which is really the most important thing. Yeah. My kids love and trust them, which tells me something about their character. Yeah. And I tolerate them. <laughs> okay. Because we don't always get along. We no. you know, And we shouldn't. I mean, it, something, right. would be right, uh, something would not be right if we always got along. We, no, especially if they're telling you what to do. Sure. You know, it's, and it's business. Uh, trying to keep you in line. Yeah. And you're, oh, so, I really don't want to do that. But right. you have to do that. Yeah, sometimes you got to just, what's the old saying, suck it up, buttercup. There you mean, go. <laughs> there I mean, if one of them comes up, comes in and they're like, hey, you got to get up. It's 5 a.m. Who wants to hear that? You got you that. know, but that's it's somebody's responsibility, and you know, uh, April. I, I'm not much of a morning person. Sure, but but I feel better about myself when I get on up and get going. Yeah, you get up, get stretch, the coffee going, you know, get moving, maybe lift a couple weights. You know, yeah, get, uh, yeah. I, I I got the I have noticed I, I got the little lightweight dumbbells just to get keep, some good you know, arms, man. And, well, I'm seeing, seeing some bicep them, there, yeah. but but it's a uh, it, it's um, the biggest thing is I notice, notice if I get on the elliptical in the morning for yes. about ten minutes, yes, that at night I sing much better, I have more air, yes, and, that's and smart. Just, of course, my knees, I my knees are in not good shape. I've had a bunch of knee surgeries and stuff, so I, don't, I can't really run a lot. Sure, like, it really. So you're not going much. all over the stage like uh, Mick Jagger. Still, no, I, still. No, I, I do. I do my share of entertaining and bouncing around and all yeah. that. But as far as like getting out and doing a morning run or something, right? <clears throat> no, but getting on an elliptical or something yeah, like that's that. Good for your, yeah, and then better. and then I go get some something high in fiber or protein to eat, and then get the day going. Yeah, you know, and it just and consistency, man. You can change your life in six weeks. You can change your whole world in six weeks, man. You yeah, know? you can. I mean, health-wise. You know? Yeah. I went vegan. I went vegan for six months. I went vegan for six years. I, I did. I did. <laughs> and then I, I ate a hamburger and sat in my stomach oh, for two, two, for three, two God. or three days. And I, everybody's like, "Why'd you do it?" I said, "For health reasons." Right. I did it for health reasons, not because I was going to pick it. To right, right, it right. And um, and I, I felt so much better. I really felt so much better. And then April. I come in one night and her and Christy they're cooking uh, they're cooking barbecue bacon cheeseburgers and I was like oh, yeah let me get one of those my mouth was watering yeah. you know yeah. and I ate that. I couldn't get half of it down you know right and it was like I'm never not eating this again yeah from now on I'm a, so it's but I try, I try to eat healthy you know but sure but uh, sometimes when you're on the road you either don't have the extra money to eat or correct. you don't have time correct and Chris and them, and Christy and Steph, and, and they'll be like, have you eaten? Right. April, April, I'll be away from home, and she won't send me a, hey, I miss you, or I love you. She'll send me a, have you eaten today? You got that or right. if I don't answer, she's texting somebody around me, uh, Greggy, is he doing what he's supposed to be doing? You know. Yeah, you need that fuel. Right. You need and that fuel for the energy, yeah, man. It's not that, it's not that they, that I'm irresponsible, or I'm a, but you can get so busy, man, that yes. you just, 
Yes, you get caught up in what you're doing. And we drink these stupid monster drinks, these energy drinks, uh-huh. and they kill. Guilty. They kill my hunger. Yeah. Like they absolutely kill my hunger. Double and shots have been yeah. my thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not even hungry, you know, and and until I drive by Hooters. If I drive by right. Hooters, I'm instantly hungry. Hey, nobody goes to Hooters no. for chicken wings. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, April. No, she don't care. <laughs> she likes Hooters too, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, ah, they got a fun little niche. Oh, you know, it's fun. Like I, I take my kids. We go and it's just yeah. You know, I mean, people people are too uptight about stuff, bro. Right, know? right, they right. Really are. <laughs> and, uh, it's just one of those things. Thing. My brother, he pastors a church. He goes to Hooters, you know. So what? Come on, man. Yeah. Sins of the flesh. Right. We love them. I mean, good lord, good lord. Yeah. Oh, well. Good times. Oh man. Good times. Greg McEwen. We've talked about a lot of things, man. We have. We have, brother. Well, we, we've got a little piece of your life and where you're going. Ooh. Now, how do the people find out about you and your shows coming up? Um, just go to, uh, it's really simple, just McEwen.net. McEwen.net. McEwen. Common spelling. Yeah. Uh, without Spe- without the Q. <laughs> M-C-U. M-C-C-U-I-N. M-C-C-U-I-N. See, I almost spelled it incorrectly. Well, it'll, it'll even if you M-C-U-I-N, it ought to pull up. You know the right, but but uh, did you mean McEwen? Yeah, did you mean McEwen? Uh, I get McCain a lot too. Oh yeah, yeah. M C C U I N dot net and dot net. Now, how come you didn't get the dot com? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we're a. I wonder if that was already taken. Well, it's it may be. We're a. I mean, we're a brand. We're an LLC. We're a, yeah. a company, legit company, and and I don't. Uh, maybe I. Maybe I should have checked to see if there was another McEwen band or something. Else. Mm, no, there's not. But I don't know why we got .net. It might have been cheaper. Okay. Uh, and is all your social media put on there as well? There, uh, there should be links on there and access to where to go. And, and it, it's got our bios and our all that stuff on there. So. Listeners, he's a good follow, man. There's a lot of cool pictures. <laughs> you see what he's up to, his band, uh, McEwen Band. Yeah, that's us. Excellent, man. That's us, man. So good talking to you. You too, Thanks brother. for bringing me out to the Little Rock National Airport. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of background noise. I think it'll come out just fine, though. Uh, I'll definitely put it in edits. After we started the interview, the background noise got more. People started gathering around. And well, yeah, because we started at 10 in the morning. and An then audience. People uh, <laughs> people started roaming into the airport because, you know, life happens. Yeah, what were the cops doing here? That was weird. <laughs> I heard some alarms. I think that was just the carousel, people picking up their bags. Oh, man. Greg McEwen, I've never met you before. I've always followed you online, played your music on RadioWhat.com. So good talking to you, that. man. You too, and and what, what was the line you said on the on, on the answer machine when you when you called me? Uh, I, I've, I've never met you, but I, I want to be around you or something like that. It was... It's it like there, now. There's no telling, man. I've slept since then. Oh my goodness! It's like uh, now. Ever since I, I've heard about you, all I want to do is be around you. Sounded uh, like a song. Yeah, was man. it? <laughs> so good. So good. Well, man, I have, and I, I. I mean, a lot of people. A lot of people speak very highly of you. I did I my homework. That. And and appreciate um, that. you know, it's a. Uh, a lot of people they do they speak very highly of you well, as a matter of fact, it, I didn't hear one. I hadn't heard one bad thing. Hooray! Yeah. 
So. <laughs> I can keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. No real job for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, it's all good, man. No, I started this podcast to build people up, man, to uh, make sure that people got the word about other people. And if you help other people, hey, you're helping yourself, That's too. right. Yeah. That's right. You know, if, we can all get along. Absolutely. Greg McEwen, any last words for the people? Oh, we'll see you out there. And if you see us, come running and say hello. Come right up to us. Just, just come say hello. Go see Greg McEwen at a show and then yeah. catch him at the merch table. That's right. I'll be there. <laughs> I will be there. Thank you, Greg McEwen. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Well, party people, there you have it. Greg McEwen of the McEwen Band. Local and not so local. The man's a touring musician. Him and his band of merry peoples going out there and rocking faces off all over the country. It was, you know, everyone has a story. And this man had a story from a a great beginning in Searcy, Arkansas, and just moving all over with Dad's Ministries. That's pretty cool. It seems like he's had some kind of of a childhood. And I'm sure that inspired a lot of his songwriting. He's got, what, 40 songs, he said, that were compiled, produced in the McEwen McEwen arsenal yeah look it up McEwen.net and find him on social media he's a good follow check him out on the Facebook and Instagram and any place else you have your social medias you'll probably find a little McEwen all over it thank you so much Greg McEwen for talking to me at the Little Rock National Airport there was quite a bit of background noise but I think it came out okay. I, I zoomed it up in my little Adobe audition <laughs> and uh, and got it sounding pretty good. All right, party people. Ah, thank you, Greg McEwen, once again. And uh, if you'd like to tell your story on the What Makes You Famous podcast, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386. Or you can send me a little email, info at radiowhat.com. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace! I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. Jack Mercer was the voice of Popeye the Sailor for 45 years. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Tweet, tweet, yo. Follow Radio What on Twitter at Radio What Twit. Tweet, tweet, yo.